Welcome back to the Meaningful Success Podcast. My name is Josiah, and this is my big daddy-o, Wade. (laughs) You always pause after I announce my name. How has your last week been? We missed a week there, but we're back now. You know, we were talking about this show, and we were saying, you know, make sure you write down what our weekly win is. And when you first said that... My mind went blank, and I thought, oh, no, I haven't gotten any weekly win this week. And it's even worse considering that we did skip a week, and so it's like looking back over 14 days. Did I get anything done? Oh, yeah. So my win for the week, um, this may seem very small, but I was disciplined a few days this week, particularly over the weekend and, and early this week. Got to bed at a reasonable hour, got extra sleep that I normally don't get. And that gave me more energy to clear out some lingering clutter, you know, mail and other things that comes in that you have to take action on. And I got some of those things just knocked out and and off my desk and out of my sight, which for me is a victory. Yeah, that's great. I'll admit when you first said I was disciplined this weekend, I did not interpret that to mean what you meant at first. I didn't get a spanking. Well, that's that's exactly (laughs) like I was like for a split second, my brain was like. What? Because the reason is I've I've been watching a lot of uh, the YouTube channel Fundy Fridays, which is basically they like expose a lot of abuse and stuff that happens. Uh, like, oh, here's this literal cult and they talk about disciplining children and they're like being really abusive. And so for a split second, you said discipline and that's the mode my brain's been in with that word. You need and to be watching like, something else. Well... <laughs> I, I mean, you could say diligent rather than okay. disciplined. I was diligent. This yeah, there we go. Okay. I don't know. It just it was just funny. I was just cracking up for a second because I was like, wait, what? And it took my brain a second to catch up. Yeah, words do carry meaning, don't they? Yeah. Um, flugelblap. Oh, I don't know what that meaning is. But, <laughs> but it carries one. <laughs> uh, my weekly it victory. It reminds me of that Spy Kids thing. Sp- oh, floop? Yes, it's a oh, cool, I hated cool that. world. All you little boys and girls, lots of mean, nasty people want to have you for their supper. But if you follow you me, remember you can that? all be free, free. You can all be free. Yes, of course I do. That's like that's for me is like the Wizard of Oz and like what was the other one? Willy Wonka's. I mean, the, the yeah, orange yeah, people. Yeah. I mean, Willy, those yeah. things freaked me the out. You know what's really funny is so there's this is not a uh, sponsored spot because we don't have any sponsors right now. <laughs> There's Here, an I'll app. sponsor you. Here's a pen. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Make that out with a lot of zeros <laughs> to me. There's a app that Audrey and I have been using called Nudge. And what it does is it basically gives you ideas of like, here's, you know, local stuff in your city that you can go do or like, here's a cool restaurant or things oh, that like that. Fun. And it's like it nudges you to try things out that you might not normally try in your area. There was a, you know, we've had a big winter storm last week, especially. Yeah. And so Nudge sent out some texts that were like, hey, you know, since we're all staying inside because of this winter storm, instead you could watch some movies that were made in Texas and you can send a text that's like one through six and whichever number you choose is like a genre. So out of curiosity, I texted number three, which was like the action genre. And for action, it recommended 
Spy Kids. <laughs> oh, you're kidding me. <laughs> the original Spy Kids. That was recorded in Texas? Yeah, it was apparently filmed in Austin. But yeah, it was just really... Every day. It was really funny. That was not in my radar at all that they would even... Anyway. So, Josiah, how about you? You had a, sure, a massive, huge... <laughs> what is it that I've got a massive, huge... What? Say that again. Finish finish that sentence for me. <laughs> you know, many people get very excited about firm growth. <laughs> I think what my father is trying to say is... You uh, had a big victory this week, didn't you? I had you? a big victory this... Well, I actually did. I have officially finished the drafting process of the first novel of Pinstripe. And what that means is... Thank you. Thank you. What that... Oh, that's not the right button. (laughs) So what that means is that now I'm moving on to like moving toward publishing. So like starting to get some proofreaders involved, uh, trying to figure out how much is it going to cost? You know, do I need an editor? All things I've talked about on the show before, but now I'm actually at that stage. But as far as writing the book and making sure everything's there that I want to be there, it's finished. Oh, um, that's amazing. Yeah. And I finished that uh, yesterday, which meant I was only eight days past my original goal, which was to have that finished uh, by the end of January. That's fantastic. Yeah. So I'm really happy about that. But moving on from victories for this week, uh, let's get into, you know, what do you want to talk about today. You know, I'm curious because what I'm thinking about is there's so many times that we're all, you know, a lot of things that we're involved in is creative. I mean, whether it's music or writing or artwork, or, I mean, you used to do videos. I mean, there's just so many things that are just creative in nature. Yeah. For example, I've tried my hand before at songwriting and I'd confidentially people in the air, I'm no good at it, but But it's because I just haven't done enough of it. But, you know, it made me start thinking about the creative process, Mm -hmm. how everybody approaches it and probably approaches it differently. Because I'd like to learn some new ways to maybe approach the things that I'm doing. Inspiration begets inspiration, in other words. Uh And so, you know, I was just curious, you know, when you think about your creative process, I mean, whether it's writing or whatever you're doing, I mean, how do you approach it? That's such a broad question. And I really, you know, when when you first told me this is what you wanted to talk about this week, I was just thinking this is something we could probably do a little miniature series on, like for a few weeks of the podcast, talking about how the creative process plays in with the pursuit of meaningful success. Hmm. Because there's a couple of pieces to it, right? And obviously it's a very broad subject, but you've got the piece that is why are you wanting to make what you're wanting to make in the first place? You know, I saw this um, forum post by this kid, and I am assuming they're a kid because (laughs) when I was a kid, I thought this way. They were essentially talking about wanting to create what is effectively like the Marvel Cinematic Universe, where there's, you know, movies and books and games and all this stuff that are all tied together. And this 
hugely ambitious project, right? Did they have anything as to start with? No, of course not. And th- their whole thing is they wanted to get a team together, right? Get a team together of people who know what they're doing, but they're the idea guy, right? And I'm not trying to make fun of that kid because I thought that way. Like, that's just a very childlike way of looking at the entertainment industry. So they're trying to build their own adventures, but a creative adventures. <laughs> well, yeah, kind of. Creative adventures. Yeah. But the reason I bring that up is not because it's a bad idea or something. Like it's right. it's because what I said to that kid was I was like, hey, what you need to think about when you're looking at this idea is do you actually want to do any of those things? Like, do you actually want to write a book or to make a movie or to create music or whatever? Or what is what you're in love with the idea of having made this thing? Right. Mm. Are you wanting to make something or are you wanting to have made something? Oh, that's interesting. I think that that ties in with the meaningful success stuff, right? Like the why are you doing this? Like for, yeah. for me and you, we both, you know, we have that kind of writer's spirit that it's taken us. I mean, for in my case, it took me a long time to kind of narrow down to that and realize this is what I want. Mm. You know, that's what I want to do because that's what I want to do. Not because I want to have created the Avengers or something, right? Well, and, and it's kind of interesting. I was talking to mom the other day, we were talking about something and I said, you know, I don't have to do X, Y, Z. And she goes, no, you do. But she wasn't saying that because it's like an obligation. It's just in me. It's like, I cannot not create. Yeah. You know, I'm thinking of the next project. I'm thinking of the next idea. It's just inherently always coming through. Is that that next idea in the, in the pipeline, if you would. Yeah. So that's, that's a big piece of it as far as it connects directly to meaningful success is why are you wanting to do what you're doing? Then there's how do you want to do it and how can you create something in a way that aligns with your pursuit of meaningful success. It's that thing about doing the real work. It's that thing we've talked about before. uh, And this is something that's uh, mentioned in the book that we're still working on. The stereotypical Disney Channel original movie dad who is always at work and never has time for their kids. Like the way that you pursue what you're wanting to pursue also matters because it's a holistic thing. It's supposed to apply to your whole life. And there's a whole lot of other pieces of this we could get into. Like what defines a creative project that has a creative process? Mm. It doesn't have to be creating a work of fiction or, or a piece of music or something. True. Like you can be creative uh, and there is inherent creativity in starting up a side hustle in trying to sell t-shirts on Etsy or something like that. Like all of these things have those elements. Well, it's funny you say that because years ago I was working in another company and this company was kind of known culturally as very conservative, very straight-laced, very don't want to take any chance, don't want to be on the, as they quote unquote, the bleeding edge. Creativity was not at their top. Playing it safe. Playing it exceptionally safe. Like on a scale from one to 10, there were 15. And I was in a department that has a tendency to be more creative. I mean, marketing and sales and that they, they have that creative juices is just because yeah, you've got to catch attention. Right. Yeah. And so there was frustration sometimes with the people that I was working with saying, you know, we can't be creative here because the culture of the organization didn't match. Yeah. But then I asked them a question. I said, let's say instead of doing what you're doing, let's say you're charged to build a bridge in some city. Yeah. If you were charged with that, you'd have a budget, you know, a site what the bridge is spanning, 
yeah, scientific constraints of, you know, whatever, the tensile strength of steel and the holding capacity of concrete or whatever yeah. all that stuff is. So there's all these defined things that you cannot budge. Can you still be creative in that bridge? Well, yeah, we can. So the reality is you're right. You can infuse creativity even when there's a lot of different constraints that are in place. Well, and constraints can actually lead to a better end result as well because having hmm. to work within constraints you're forced to come up with solutions that you wouldn't have otherwise. Like you said, I have to make a bridge that fits within this budget and stuff, right? Well, that means I can't do X, but if I do this, you know, I can accomplish the same thing within these restrictions. Like that's where creativity kind of comes alive is in those restrictions. You know, it's interesting that you say that because when you started talking about that, I, I've read in the, you know, fifties and sixties in recording, because I mean, the things that they yeah. can do now in recording, I mean, people have unlimited tracks and they can edit and they can change people's voices and all that kind of stuff. But at one point it was basically two tracks. Yeah. And even when they had big recording studios that we were only talking about, you know, four, eight tracks, maybe something like that, or even 16. If you look back at some of your favorite music and some of the things that you think are just phenomenal, like, you know, Beach Boys Pet Sounds or some of the Beatles things, those were done with so many more constraints than is upon people today. Yeah. And yet you're right. Creativity abounded. When you think about your creative process, like let's make it real, let's make it practical. As you're looking at the next stage of what we're building with Dream Parrot, what we're building with Meaningful Success and the courses and the books and everything, how do you look at, let's just take that first piece of the creative process of all of that and how that aligns with your principles of meaningful success as you run the business. So you're asking me my why or you're asking me the... When you think about making the things you're wanting to make or when you're thinking about the way you want to make them, how do those align with your greater mission, vision, etc.? Honestly, you're asking some questions I hadn't thought about before in that mm -hmm. way. I suppose there's a few things that just come to mind immediately. Maybe this should be where we kind of park today is just on the whys. I think that there's a viewpoint or a perspective that I want to convey. For example, this book on meaningful success or the book I wrote on sales, it's not that there's no content out there or experts out there or discussion boards out there that cover these subjects. In fact, sales and success are probably Probably two that are got a bazillion out there. Yeah. But I've come to some realizations and I've come to some perceptions and approaches that I think are unique. They may not apply to everybody. They may not resonate with everybody. But I think that there's going to be a lot of people that it does resonate with. As I've kind of come through discoveries, it spurred my own imagination. You know, those things inspired me personally. And I just want to share that. And so I think that part of my why is wanting to share a unique perspective on what may be considered a subject that's been covered to death or whatever. Yeah. And so that's one of my big whys. What about you? I mean, what's a what's a primary why for you? I guess, it, I mean, looking at it from that perspective, like for me with writing, I mean, writing is something that I do love, but there's also that piece of creativity coming from constraint because I'm essentially writing a novelized version of if I had the artistic skills to do so, I would really be creating a manga. 
like a comic, mm. right? But I don't have those skills. So that's my constraint. I don't have those skills, but I do have writing skills. Right. So I'm kind of writing something in a in a way that's ending up being pretty creative and unique because it's something that would normally be I would normally approach in a different medium if I had unlimited time and resources and, and ability, right? Yeah. I would say that is sort of working within my constraints of my skill set. I, I want to make something like that. Well, I don't have the skills to do that, but I can do this. You know what I mean? Like, mm. I think for me, it's, uh, you know, that's one piece of that. Well, honestly, that resonates with me too. I think that actually leads into maybe these kind of blend a little bit. Maybe there's some overlap. But another piece of this is self-discovery. Yeah. Years ago, I had invested a lot in recording equipment, which these days, I mean, that's like you could spend a few hundred bucks and you've got all this kind of stuff. It was it was a little bit more expensive at that time, Yeah, 20 years ago or so. I just knew I love music. I, I, I love different aspects of it. But through that process, I really started to learn some things about myself. What is it I enjoy? I mean, and part of that creative process, I was engaging in the creative process, actually helped me know, you know, this is something I, part of it, I enjoy. Yeah. And this is something, honestly, I don't really enjoy. It also helped me to see this is something I'm pretty good at and things that I'm not so good at. So, for example, I mean, I'm a musician, but I can't read music. <laughs> I mean, I'm a, I'm a musician who has been involved with music almost all of my life. And there's aspects I'm really good at. I mean, I'm really good when you put me in front of a mixing board. I, I can get a blend of sounds that is unique. And sometimes, honestly, that's a pet peeve when I go to some bands is I is the mix is so bad that it it bothers me. And so that's something, I'm good at arranging. I'm good at hearing a piece of music and identifying things that would accentuate, that would improve that, or that would surprise and bring bring new ideas to the table, which is really a arranger kind kind of talent. But coming up with that original song, in the first place, that original melody, that original rhythm track, that that kind of is that foundation. That's really not my best. And honestly, that it's interesting because when I think about where I've enjoyed music the most, I've enjoyed playing in bands. Mm-hmm. And when you're playing in bands, you know, you're starting to play a piece of music and sometimes you're trying you're pl- trying to play it exactly the way it was written, but oftentimes you just kind of get in a groove and then whoever's in that band inspires the other. Things come out, you know, I'll be playing things that I would never have played without hearing somebody else doing something beside me, doing something unique. And so I guess another piece of the creative process for me is self-discovery, both in terms of what I enjoy, what I don't enjoy, what I'm good at, what I'm not good at. And even when I find something I'm not good at, it doesn't mean I'm not going to be involved with it or that I don't work on that, but it's a growth process. Yeah. Well, I think, like I said earlier, this is a topic that we can expand on quite a lot because there's so many pieces of it. And yeah. we might we might make a little bit of a brief series on this here on the podcast and just continue talking through these different aspects of the creative process. I like that. But for the moment, I think that's getting to be about it for today. So before sure. we wrap up, though, Dad. Yes. What's your weekly favorite? Oh, it's the weekly favorite. 
Well, for my birthday, which was a little while back, you're going to say, that's your weekly favorite. Your birthday was back in November. Yeah. <laughs> for, <laughs> that's for, four months ago, Dad. For my weekly favorite, on my birthday, I got a new Bible, but also a, a book that has every name and city in the Bible. It tells you what the meaning of those names are. Uh So if it's a city or whatever, what's the meaning of that name, the definition or whatever? Yeah. And as I was doing a study this week, I came to an understanding. It was talking about Abram and, you know, where he pitched his tent was between Bethel and Hai, which is H-A-I. And in this book, it was basically Bethel was, the meaning was the house of God and the the H-A-I the meaning was ruin. And there was just a lot of insights I pulled from just taking time to actually study and delve deep and learn some things I had never realized before. You know, just reading it, I would never pick that up. Mm-hmm. So that for me was, ah, it was a kind of aha moment. It was exciting to me and and really, uh, I, I really enjoyed. There's a word for that. There's a word for that sort of, um, it's not bibliography. It's uh, it's the study. It's it's the the study of language and like the meanings of words and stuff. Um, hmm. It's not it's not grammar, but it, you know that that gets into more of the historical context of things. I can't think of the name of it right now, mm-hmm. but, but that's really interesting. My weekly favorite is a joke I have been able to start telling Audrey. <laughs> we have a friend who turned us on to this company that it's it's one of these like blood plasma donation places. Okay. And they're doing a promo right now where if you donate, you know, a certain amount in a month, you get paid X amount of dollars. So it's like, I don't know why they call it donating if they're paying you. Like, aren't you technically selling your plasma? That's a big thing to give plasma, I guess, but it's very needed. But you're being, it is needed, but like you're being paid. I mean, I guess, I guess a lot of people give it when they're not being paid. I I had never really thought anything about it before. Sure. I'd, I'd heard of giving blood. Yeah. But I never really knew anything about giving plasma. And so anyway, so I was like, all right, well, yeah, I can make some money and do some good. And all right, sure. Like, I'll try this out. And so <laughs> so I've I've been able to start telling Audrey that I'm going to go get her blood money. And uh, and I just really am enjoying being able to say that. Um, so that's my weekly favorite. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't even know what to say. <laughs> Well, thanks for listening, everyone. And uh, Aunt Caroline, thank you for listening in particular. Sorry we were late last week. We are back on our grind. And uh, next week, I think let's continue this creative process topic and see where we go. Until next time, everybody, thank you for listening. If you want to support the show financially, you can do so at patreon.com slash Meaningful Success Podcast. And until then, see you later. The Meaningful Success Podcast is myself, Josiah Clark, and my father, Wade. That's me. Clark. Uh, music is something that's in the show, and we licensed it through Epidemic Sound. Daniel Gunnarsson brings back the feeling, all that good stuff. Uh, Bye-bye. Bye-bye.